Welcome to this week's episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. Trey, we're going back into the archives yet again this week for our best of series. No worries. Next week, next week, brand new content. But today we're going to go way back to episode number 29. And it's, it's a really good one. And it's about something that's important. Friends. Friends. How to make friends and make them godly. Yeah. How to build godly friendships. We went back into the archives and we looked at those episodes that were the most listened to episodes. And this is the second most listened to episode of the Connecting Faith and Life podcast. And so we hope you enjoy it. I hope it's a blessing to you. This week, three ways to build godly friendships. Enjoy it. God bless you. Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Well, we are on podcast episode number 29, and it's great to have all our friends out there. And speaking of friends, you know, friendship is is one of those parts of our life that is the best part of life, but sometimes it can be one of the most difficult. Having friends can be such an encouragement, but Tommy, you know, the lack of authentic friendship is also a burden that many people bear in our social media world. Social media world. Yeah. Trey, you're right. I mean, you're on social media, like you're all over the place. On social I try media. to be. You, you, you're on Twitter. Twitter. How many Twit friends do you have? Uh, 2,872. 2,872. And they're all my best friends. You know every single one of them. I do. And how many Facebook friends do you have? Uh, 830, something wrong with 830 that. Facebook friends. So you've got a lot of friends there too, right? Yeah, and we're just all best of friends. I remember when I hit the, the thousand mark on Facebook, I thought I was, I thought it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it is a big deal, actually. But I don't have a clue who half of them are. Exactly. <laughs> right? Sometimes somebody will pop up and I go, who is that? I know, right? And then and I go back and sure enough, they are on my friendship. That's so. nuts, isn't it? Yes, it is. So you don't know all of those people on Facebook very well that are your friends, correct? I actually know my friends on Facebook pretty well. You do? All, I don't know. No, no, no. The friends that I already have, that I have friended. I'm confused. Okay. <laughs> my point is I have about... 12, 15 people that I know really well. All uh, the rest. So of the 800-something, you only know 12 to 15 They're friends by name only. Friends by name yes. only. All right, all right. Well, well, Burger King, several years ago, they did something rather unique. They um, ran a campaign, and they were going to give free Whoppers away. Mm-hmm. And so if you were on Facebook and you unfriended 10 of your friends on Facebook and you brought proof of that to the Burger King, they gave you a free Whopper. Would you do For it? real? I don't know. I would. In I a heartbeat. Know. You would. Uh, for a free Whopper? Yes. <laughs> I'm not a Whopper fan. I'm not either, but I would still do it. <laughs> Maybe for a, uh, yeah. Okay. Go so ahead. anyway, well, a lot of people did it. In fact, 23,000 people unfriended 10 people. 233,000 people were unfriended in exchange for a free Whopper. Wow. Burger That's, King, um, they yeah. stopped the campaign because they were giving away way too many Whoppers. They didn't think that many people would unfriend <laughs> their friends, and so they stopped it. 
23,000 Whoppers was too no, many. No, 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 23,000 people. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 233, I can't think. 233,000 people were unfriended, resulting in 23,000 uh, Whoppers given away. That's exactly okay. right. You got it. So they lost 25, uh, probably $50,000 or something. I have no idea what they lost. Or whatever. But they gave away a lot of free Whoppers. But it just goes to show you that, man, social media, Facebook, Twitter, we might have lots of connections in those places, but those aren't our real friends, are they? Mm-mm. They're not. That's my, that was my original point. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. It didn't make sense, but. <laughs> so what does it look like to have real genuine friendships? Because the reality is, Trey, you know it like I do. We need them. We mm-hmm. need friends. We God has created friends. us as relational beings. And I think a lot of us really struggle in this area. And I know you, Trey, you've got some, some guys you're pretty close to, don't you? Yes, I do. I sure do. And, and I it, bet it's made it, all the difference in the world for you. You can call, it's it, the, two things. When you call them, it's like you left off the conversation yeah, right where you yeah, were. Absolutely. And then you can call and tell them anything. You can absolutely. let your hair down. You know they're not going to judge you or hold it against you. Absolutely. And they'll correct you if you need it, too. Right, you know? right, right. I know for me, I've got a few guys that, that I'm just extremely close to. Mm-hmm. One buddy of mine, we talk just about every single day. And then I've got a couple other guys who don't maybe talk that frequently, but I know if I need something, I can call them. Mm-hmm. They're there for me. And it's, I mean, it's changed my life to have good friends that I can count on over the years. It's been, it's been great. You know, what's been cool and this has nothing to do with this one, but as you get older, your children will also become some of your best friends. Mm. It's really mm. interesting dynamic that I never thought about as a yeah, they Young, ain't right now, parent. so we'll see what happens. No, that's right. <laughs> I remember one of my, uh, I think it was Benjamin asked Ivy. Yeah. He says, Ivy, when does dad start treating you like a friend instead yeah. of a son? Yeah, and so. I can see that because you have a real close relationship with, mm-hmm. with your boys. Right. And you have a great friendship with them. That's really cool. So what are we talking about today, Trey? Well, we're going to talk about friendship. And the way we want to do it is there's a lot of people struggling with friendship mm-hmm. and how to get friends. So why don't we look at three ways to build friendships? Three I think ways that would to be build good. Friendships. What we got? Well, first one is this. Uh, Look for a godly friend. Yeah, because that's what we need. We need a few godly friends. Mm-hmm. Listen to what Proverbs says, Trey. Proverbs eighteen twenty four says this. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. So a couple things from that proverb. One, you might have lots of connections. You might know 800 people. Mm-hmm. But the more people you know, the less you get to know them. Yeah, that's true. Right? Can't spend you, time. You cannot... Yep. Invest your life into 800, 1,000 people. You can invest your life in a few, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and the more people you know, the reality is the more likely it is that uh, in, in that company of a lot of people, you're, you're going to experience some heartache. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes, you will. So, so Proverbs gives us some very good advice. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. My, my closest friends, right? The, the, the guys I'm thinking about that, that surround me and pray for me and encourage me, they are like family. Mm-hmm. They are. I know lots of people, but by the nature of, of my profession, I know lots of people. Lots of people that I love, mm-hmm. uh, but I can't be intimately connected to everybody I know. But the ones that I am intimately connected to, they are like family. They, in a lot of ways, stick closer than a brother. Well, that, I think the interesting dynamic there is closer than a brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there are, and I don't know how close my friends are and brothers. And I'm not trying to make that distinction, but what I am saying is that there's some things that I can fight in my friends. I don't tell my Absolutely. family, Absolutely. you know, because I know that again, there's no judgment. There's uh, the correct me if I need it. And sometimes your family won't do either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, or do, do be too strong on one. That's or the exactly other. right. So, so a couple things. One, um, 
we're both married, mm-hmm. and I would I would say without a doubt that my wife is my best friend. Amen. Right. Has we to we be. talk about everything, Amen. and 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 I'm very thankful for that. Uh, but there's something about having some friends that are you know men, men mm-hmm. male friendships, and and what I've just noticed, Trey, and you probably noticed this as well, is that women tend to have an easier time forming relationships. My wife has a few friends that. Like clockwork, they get on FaceTime every single week. They live in different parts of the country, but every week they're on FaceTime and they spend about an hour together catching up and talking every single week, right? Most men don't don't have that. No. I, I don't I don't get on FaceTime with a couple guys every week and chat for I just don't do that, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems like after men get married, we really have a difficult time making friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and you know how it works. Typically we make friendships around things we do. I was going to say, at work, for instance. Right. We have yeah. our buddies at work. Yeah. We have our buddies that we watch sports with. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have our buddies that we, you know, play golf with or watch the football game with or whatever the case may be, that, that our friendships form around similar interests. And that, that's, that's fine, right? Mm-hmm. Because the foundation of friendship is a shared mission. So, so I like to think about it this way, Dre, that, that my wife and I, we share a face-to-face relationship. What I mean by that is, is it's an intimate relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, she knows me more intimately than anybody else on the face of the earth. There, there is a intimacy there that, that, uh, that, that's true love. There's uh, romance there. There's all those things that I don't share with my buddies, right? Mm-hmm. It's a face-to-face relationship, but my buddies, those, those guys that I call friends, it's a shoulder to shoulder relationship. What I mean by that is we're side by side. We're what builds our friendship is that we're trying to accomplish something together. So my closest friends, mm-hmm. they, they, they're in ministry. And I think that's a good distinction. Yeah, you know. because we're we're similar place in life, a similar goal, similar ambitions. We're able to encourage each other, pray for each other because we're going through the same thing. So my closest friends, you know, our shared mission that keeps us connected is the ministry we're forming, uh, performing for the sake of the kingdom. And I also think it helps we were able to push each other. Yeah, that's exactly Whereas right. Whereas with our wives, I've learned, uh, a long time ago I learned, don't yeah. push your wife. Right, I mean, right. You can encourage her, you know, but right. the pushing part doesn't mm-hmm. happen. But mm-hmm. with men, we're, we don't mind being pushed. So we think right. we, you know, we have to learn how to handle different relationships, that shoulder-to-shoulder. Right, so that, that shoulder-to-shoulder relationship, it forms around common interests, common bonds, or whatever the case may be. We, we accomplish a mission together. And so I guess my challenge for those who are listening to this today is, are you shoulder-to-shoulder with anyone in your pursuit of godliness? Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, look for a few godly friends. Who is it in your life that is encouraging you in your faith to become the man of God, the woman of God that God has called you to be? Do you have some shoulder-to-shoulder relationships with people that are helping you to pursue Christ-likeness? You need some of that in your life. Yeah, and I, I think that uh, with friendship, we've got to be at the point where we can have those kind of godly relationships. Mm, I right. think we're just looking for somebody that's going to reciprocate. Yeah. Uh, brotherly affection right, I'm talking right. about. You know, but it's so much more than that. It's yeah. it's a matter of having that godliness poured into you both yeah. both ways. And man, know? that 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 those godly friends, those relationships seem to be deeper than any other relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. When you're agree. pursuing Christ together, uh, there's something about pursuing Christ together that makes the bond of that friendship all the more precious and all the deeper, right? Amen. So we need some godly friends. And so my challenge for you who are listening is, are you pursuing that? Are you pursuing a few godly friends? All right. Well, number two, let's talk about this one. Um, We need to also, as we're pursuing those godly friendships, we need to be the kind of friend that you would like to be. Yeah, if you want some godly friends, you need to be a godly friend. And and what I've noticed, Trey, just in in being a pastor now for a number of years is that... um, Oftentimes, um, I've seen people 
walk away from the church and say something like this, well, no one befriended me. Mm-hmm. Nobody seemed interested in me. And, and, and that may be true. And mm-hmm. if that's true, I'm very sorry for that experience. I hate that you had that experience. But I always ask the question when someone says that to me, well, what about you? Mm-hmm. Did you try? Did you invest yourself? Did you put yourself out there? I mean, it, it really does go both ways. And I know some of us are more introverted and we, we maybe uh, just feel kind of challenged in that area. But if you want some friends, you got to be a friend. You've mm-hmm. got to put yourself in a That's position true. where you're ready to build some good godly friendships, right? If a man wants to have friends, he's got to show himself friendly. Is That's that exactly not, right. You know, so yeah, absolutely. Build, building friends has to do with making friends. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, my, I have I have one daughter who just, she is that person. She wants friends wherever she goes, but she also invests herself in people yeah. immediately. You got to. And she has a lot. She has those kind of friends that she is able and to do that We see with. it in the life of our church here at Northwood all the time, mm. that those people who come as guests on a Sunday morning, those who come as guests and immediately go to a Life Connection group and start getting involved, those are the ones that build relationships the fastest and stick around the longest because they're willing to put some skin in the game. Well, right? the, when I got here to this church and I came before you came, right. I started coming to this church. And, uh, when, once you started coming, you started investing, uh, getting our people invested in community groups, life connection groups, whatever your church calls them. And you asked me where I was. I said, I wasn't. Yeah. And so you directed me to one mm-hmm. and guess what? I started having friends. You started having friends. You started getting, <laughs> started getting building invested. the lives yeah, people. It changed. Started knowing people. It, it, was, it was literally life changing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so that's the thing, right? If you want some good godly friends, you've got to mm-hmm. be a friend. And and Proverbs, again, speaks a lot about what it looks like to be a godly friend. Consider this. Proverbs 17, 17 says this, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. I, I used to um, get confused about this verse because it says a brother is born for adversity. And I thought, man, well, that's great. I mean, my brother and I, we used to fight a lot when we were growing up. So I guess that's <laughs> true, right? It like yeah, it, yeah, that yeah. Like we're, you were... we're going at each other, but that's not all what it means, right? That that sometimes, you know this, Trey, you, when you have family, you uh-huh. don't see eye to eye. Oh, no. Like my brother and I, we there have been lots of times over the course of our lives that we didn't see eye to eye, but he's still family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, so if something were to happen to him, I would stand up for him in a heartbeat of because course. he's family. And so that's what the proverb is talking about. A brother is born for adversity. When adversity comes, I'm going to be there for you, right? Mm-hmm. Even if we don't always see the eye to eye, you're family. But the proverb does says a friend loves at all times. There's mm-hmm. this constant and genuine care that a true friend gives. A, a true friend is caring, right? A true friend rejoices and mourns with you. Think about what this proverb says. Um, proverbs 25, 20. Whoever sings songs to a heavy heart is like one who takes off a garment on a cold day and like vinegar on soda. Explosive, man. Explosive, yeah. right? So did they have soda back in Bible times, Trey? Well, they had this kind of soda, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. So so really, that, that word soda in, in the biblical language, you know what it is? It's a wound. Oh, like pouring what? vinegar on a wound. Yeah. Wow. So why did they? I got to cross that out. <laughs> that go. was confusing, man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but but the, the proverb says, man, a friend cares, right? Whoever sings songs to a heavy heart mm. is one who cares. Mm-hmm. So a, a friend, if you're putting yourself in a position to be a friend, you're caring. Wow. You That's rejoice with those who rejoice. You mourn with those who mourn. You're not jealous, right? When you see your friend, you know, getting that promotion that you didn't get, right? You rejoice with them. You rejoice with them. Yeah. And when your friend hurts, you're there for them. You know, I like to look at this part when it talks about friendship. Is it, it's, not, it's not a manufactured thing. In other words, I don't have to manufacture some type of 
artificial uh, relationship. Mm. It's it's an it's a natural part of an outflow of who I am and yeah. who they are. Yeah. You know, and we find people that that uh, that compliment us and help us. Some of my best friends are not necessarily exactly like me. Exactly, because I probably wouldn't like me. But, you know, because I would, you know, yeah, yeah. butt heads too much. Yeah, that's right. But they're able to compliment. And they so, compliment. And, and because of that, there's no manufacture of it. I don't have to think, well, I got to love so-and-so today. No, it's just a natural part. That's right. That's you right. It's putting yourself in a position where you're caring for people. They may be like you, may not. But you, you see how God grows that relationship as you just express some genuine care, right? Exactly. And, and, and friendships are, are candid, right? A good friend mm. is candid. Listen to what the Proverbs say in Proverbs 27, 6. Faithful are the wounds of a friend profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Mm -hmm. I know my dearest friends, they're not scared to speak truth into my life. And sometimes that truth hurts. Exactly. You don't want to hear it, but you know you need to. My buddy says, hey, you've been acting like a a jerk to your wife. I mean, that hurts to hear, right? Mm -hmm. But I need to hear it, and I'd rather it come from him than someone else, right? So, So true friends know how to speak truth into your life in a way that's helpful and loving. And when it's a true friend... I mean, those, those wounds that come from that, those stinging words, they're healing. They help you. They help you to, to uh, assess the situation and, and do uh, what's right according to the Lord. So I need friends that are candid, that are able to speak truth into my life in a way that brings healing and helps me. Well, a friend, you know, he can pour into our life even if it is correction. Yeah. Because we know that they have our best interest at That's heart. That's exactly right. We know that they're not saying this to get back at us yeah. or to make us look funny or to feel bad. It's because they want the best for right, us. Right, exactly. And even though it might be difficult, you accept it. You right. say, you know, well, maybe I do need to examine that. Yeah, so, so if you, if you want to, um, you know, if you want some godly friends, you got to be a godly friend. And a godly friend cares, a godly friend is candid, and a godly friend counsels. Amen. Right? Yeah. Listen, again, yeah. Proverbs is just so great when it comes to thinking about friendship. Proverbs 27, 9 says, Oil and perfume make the heart glad, and the sweetness of a friend comes with his earnest counsel. Wow. That Man, is a big I, one. And you and I, we can tell story after story after story of how we were in dark places, difficult places. We called a buddy, called a friend, and they were able to pray with us, walk us through it, help us to think. There's something about a good friend mm-hmm. that makes us desire to want to turn to that friend in those times of need, right? And I want to have friends that feel like they can do that to me as exactly. well. Exactly. So that when they are needing counsel, you know, I want them to know that I, I, I have their best at heart. Yeah. I might not have the best ideas, but I certainly have their best at heart, you know, and and try to steer them where they need to be. Exactly. Hey, Trey, we're talking about having godly friends, right? Mm-hmm. That that shoulder-to-shoulder relationship where together we're pursuing a relationship with God. We're praying for each other, encouraging each other, uh, maybe discipling each other. That's what we're pursuing. Is it okay to have friends with people who aren't followers of Jesus? I think we have to have friends that people that aren't following Jesus. Otherwise we don't have anybody to witness to, to Jesus. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. But we would call uh, that frangelism. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And, yeah. and we're not, it's a different type of a relationship. Yeah. You, yeah. You're not standing shoulder to shoulder. Right. I don't know exactly how you would describe it, but, uh, Right. You know. So I heard a pastor say years ago that, that, uh, and this was very helpful for me. Uh, years ago, I heard a pastor say this, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are becoming. Mm, wow. That's yeah. a good word, right? And when my kids get older and they start to really get into to some peer pressure and start selecting friends, I'm going to say that. Show me your friends mm-hmm. and I'll show you who you are becoming. Mm-hmm. If you constantly put yourself around people who are not following Jesus, what are you going to do? 
You're not going to follow Jesus. You're not going to so, follow Jesus. Yeah. If you put yourself around friends who are always cutting each other down or always whatever they're doing, that's eventually going to rub off on mm-hmm. you, right? Show me your friends and I'll show you who you are becoming. But we know for the, that for the sake of the gospel, we need to form some friendships with people who mm-hmm. are far from Christ. We might share the gospel with them. So it's not sinful, obviously, to have friends who are not Christians. Just know that when you have friends that are not Christian, it, it is a different dynamic mm-hmm. because your goal is to help that friend come to faith in Jesus Christ, and your goal is not for that friend to rub off on you and lead you away from mm-hmm. Christ, right? Jesus himself was a friend of sinners. He was so. a friend of sinners. Yeah. And so following the example of Jesus and being a friend of sinners is, is crucial if we're going to be good uh, good witnesses for the sake of the gospel. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, in order to be a good friend for the sake of the gospel, we better have some godly friends that can hold us accountable in our relationships with people who are far from Jesus, right? Yeah, and I would, yeah, and I would even say, you know, if that starts to happen, we want to have those godly friends who can say, hey, listen, you know, I know Something you're trying to make. You, yeah. I know you're trying to make good friends to lead them to Christ, but you know I think you're going a little too far. Exactly, or whatever it needs to be exactly. at that point. You exactly. Know? And then uh, number three, uh, we also the last thing, and I think this is probably one of the most crucial parts of this is we got to get in, get to know our true friend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the reality is is that as you listen to this episode today, there might be some of us who feel like we don't have any friends mm-hmm. at all. I'm sure there and are. It's just yeah. not true, right? If you're a follower of Jesus. You have a friend who is closer than a brother, and his name is Jesus, Amen. right? Listen to what Jesus said in John 15, 13 through 15. Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. Jesus says this, you are my friends if you do what I command you. Mm. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. Wow. Those are powerful words. Friends of God. Jesus calls Mm. us his friends, and Mm. he shows us what kind of friend that he is. And all these things we've already talked about, I mean, these things certainly, you know, epitomize Jesus. Mm -hmm. He is candid with us. He speaks the truth into our lives. Uh, There is no greater counselor than Jesus Christ, right, Trey? And and no one cares for us quite like Jesus. And when you understand who your true friend is, and when you know your true friend, when you know that Jesus is your true friend, I think that changes the way that you befriend other Mm -hmm. people. Well, I think it does. Right? If you you recognize who Jesus is to you, then you can be that to other people. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And so Jesus is the friend who lays down his life for his friends. When you understand that, I think you become more willing to sacrifice yourself for the sake of your friends. I, I hear uh, over and over again people that have been in the military and they have sacrificially given of themselves for their friends. Yeah. Maybe not their life, but things sacrificial yeah. to their friends because they're out in the, you know, in the uh, in the brunt of battle. Right, right, right. Um, and I, you know, it's just uh, that dynamic of being able to sacrificially give yourself to yeah, your friend yeah. and to know that Jesus did that for you. Right, that and when makes you understand huge. that that helps you be a better friend because you're going to do the same. Or think about simply the way that Jesus forgave you. Because mm-hmm. in our relationships, even with our closest friends, uh, there's times that we don't see eye to eye, and sometimes words are said that we wish we wouldn't have said. But, but you know, I mean, when we think about how Jesus, our true friend, has forgiven us, Amen. it just opens up uh, opportunities for us to practice that same type of forgiveness with those who are close to us, right? Right. So when you, under, right. when you know your true friend, what we're saying is that when you know your true friend, it really does change the way you view friendships, right? And so so what I want you to think about today, if you're listening to this episode, are those godly friendships that I know that God wants you to pursue. And pursuing those godly friendships mean you ha- means you have to put yourself in a position 
uh, where, where you're being a friend to people, right? And it's looking for those shoulder-to-shoulder relationships where you're saying, okay, we're going to do this together. We're going to come along inside each other, and we're going to help each other grow in Christ-likeness, hold each other accountable, and, and invest in each other's lives for the sake of the gospel, right? We all need some godly friends, and if, if we look to Jesus as our ultimate friend, he is going to shape the way we view our relationships with other people and help us to build these strong friendships that we need. So Jesus is also that one who sticks closer than a brother. He is that he? one who sticks closer he is than that, a brother. He is that one that Proverbs is talking about. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. Well, friendship is such a huge part of what we do as, as believers. And, and, and I want to encourage people that are out there today, if you're not a part of a church and you're listening to this podcast, you know, truly you're going to find your godly friends. Most of your godly friends are going to come from church. That's You'll right. occasionally run into them at work. But get in community, wherever yeah. your church, whatever it call, whatever your church calls it. Yeah, Sunday school, you know, Life Connection groups, yeah. discipleship groups, whatever it is, whatever the avenue Amen. is, man, uh, you need some friends. And, and you're right, Trey. Your closest friends, at least Christ-centered friendships, they're going to form outside or form inside of a local church. And I will also say one other thing. This is a, this is as a connection pastor. I often encourage people to say, I tell them, excuse me, listen, you might need to invest in some other people. Mm. You know, well, I don't get anything. You know, I feel like I have enough friends or whatever. I said, well, you might, there might be people in your life connection group that need you to invest in them That's as exactly friends right. too. So That's exactly right. uh, get out there, make yourself uh, a friend to other people. That's right. So That's right. that helps. Yeah. Well, Pastor Tommy, this has been great to learn about friendship and man, what a, a great encouragement to, and we talked about encouragement last week, but this just kind of takes it to yeah, the next level yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, friends help encourage us. So why don't you close us out and encourage our people to go out there and be a friend to someone and get godly friends. That's right. So I hope this episode has been helpful for you today. And I hope that as you consider what we've talked about today, that you'll be sensitive, that you'll be sensitive to the people around you, that you'll open yourself up to be a friend to other people and that you'll be the kind of friend to others uh, that you would want them to be to you. And so as always, we hope that this episode has been helpful for you. And if it has, Go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a review because your reviews help get the word out about this podcast. And as always, we hope that today's episode has helped you connect faith to life. Mm-hmm.